Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tito, Colton Wannis. I guess evening now that we've moved the clocks. Here's some sports news for you. In the first game of the Danny Sprinkle era, Montana State gave number 16 Utah State all it could handle in Logan Tuesday night. MSU senior guard Harold Frey was the best player on the court, pouring in a career-high 34 points and dishing out five assists while out-dueling Wooden Awards semifinalist Sam Merrill, the reigning Mountain West Player of the Year. Frey's layup with five minutes remaining gave Montana State a 66-64 lead, but USU answered with a 10-0 run, including six points from the free-throw line on a night in which the Aggies hit 35 from the stripe on their way to an 81-73 win. Merrill made 17 of 18 free throws and scored 28 points as the Aggies avoided MSU's upset bid. In front of a sellout crowd of more than 7,000 screaming kids on school children's day at Dahlberg Arena, five Lady Grizz scored in double figures on their way to a 98-45 win over Montana State Northern in their season opener. Montana dished out 30 assists, shot nearly 60% from the floor, and knocked down 11 three-pointers on their way to the win. Senior Taylor Goligoski hit six three-pointers and had 20 points to lead the offensive assault. Sammy Fatkin chipped in 17 points and four assists, while Mackenzie Johnson scored 10 points and had seven dimes for UM. And finally, the University of Montana men's basketball team. They opened their season tonight at Sanford. UM lost in Palo Alto 70-54 two years ago. The Grizz have won 52 games though in the last two seasons combined. Well, happy to be joined now in the ESPN roundtable by half of the University of Montana men's coaching staff. Associate head coach Chris Cobb and assistant coach Zach Payne in studio with us for this. Guys, thanks so much for coming over. Appreciate it. Good to see you. How are you? great i slept good last night i mean you got a five-week-old kiddo up there in the bunker now and so it's no guarantee that you're gonna uh, be getting the z's right we're in uh we're in 
five weeks old, right? So that's like the the merge from the Baby Wise book. That's the one merge. So we've got one feeding at 3 a.m. So now I'm I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it's not the multiples, not the every 90-minute deal anymore. Yeah, no okay. more 90-minute deal. We're, uh, we're waking up once. We're good to go. Very good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Now, Zach, welcome to Missoula. Um, you also... Got a, a sub one year old, ten uh, month old at home. Ten months, and how is that going? Are you are you still up in the night? Yeah, we've got her sleep trained pretty good, but you have your your nights every now and then where she, where she's up. Last night was a little bit of a rough one, but uh, but I think we've got the sleep training thing figured out pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not me though. My my girlfriend's a beast. I got nothing to do with that. Now, see, I got seven, four, and two. They're up in the night. Dad, spiders. Dad, ghosts. <laughs> right. Dad, dad, he's kicking me in the head. Like, this is what, so it doesn't matter, man. It's food. It's whatever. Like So at some point you just go, well, you know, just sort yourselves deal. out. I'll catch you. We've got, we've got good dialogue right now in the office about baby oh, training, you know, <laughs> no, sleep no training feeding. There's a lot of conversations about babies. Because right Jay uh, also, he's in between you guys, right? With like a four or five month four, old. Four, little, JJ's four months old. Four months old. So we got a 10 month, a four month, a five week, and then... And then DeCure throws his opinion in whenever he wants. Now, this so, is what I want to know. What is this like? Because Travis, he's got a couple of kids. His youngest daughter is like eight, something yep, like that. Yep, yep, yep. And so he is going to sit here and just make proclamations to you about the right way to go about it. He's never been short of an opinion. So <laughs> he, uh, he's going to throw in what he wants. Sometimes he's right. Uh, and very, that's very, you know, very few. But um, we have good dialogue in the office. That's for sure. In a small town like this, a small college town like this, a University of Montana men's basketball, University of Montana football provides so much entertainment, so much stuff to talk about for people. So many people like kind of live through you guys when they're not at work or whatever they want to talk about when they're at the bar, when they're at their buddy's house, whatever. But I think sometimes they forget you guys are just kind of real people with real lives. It's a unique factor, though, the fact that you guys have three under one-year-olds. I mean... How do you go about balancing, hey, I have this job to do that's high pressure that everybody's watching, but I also have to take care of my family, which should be the number one priority. How do you make those two things go hand in hand? I think it makes it a lot easier that everyone, our staff, is kind of going through it at the same time. I think it's a little bit harder when you're the lone wolf and you're the only guy that's coming in the office on just a couple hours of sleep. But uh, most of the time right now when you get in, uh, somebody else on the staff didn't sleep very well or had something going on last night. Um, so it makes it a lot easier to... To kind of cope with it, and we bounce ideas off each other all the time. So uh, I think having all three of three of us going through it at the same time makes it a lot easier. I'd say this too, and with all seriousness, and I give Travis, we Trav and I joke a lot, but he's a beast with it. Like he's been really, really good with uh, understanding. Like there's going to be mornings where you walk in at nine o'clock, nine thirty, uh, and understanding that there's going to be days where you need to leave early. Or, Doctor's appointments. Yeah, and so. Uh, He's, you know, I've been here six years with him now and I've, you know, he, he's as good to work for as it is. He's hard on you, which is what you want. But then when it comes to the family stuff and it comes to the important things in life, he gets it and he understands it. Do you have to learn how to work more efficiently? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure <laughs> well, right, it out. Like, right? Like, maybe, 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 you're, maybe you're not. I'm still still trying to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I was telling my wife the other night, like, it changes how you recruit. It changes your, you know, when you go home at night, you have certain times like I've been trying to get good at when he's feeding I go on the phone I get on the phone for 30 minutes and then I burp him after and I do my part and then mm-hmm. we kind of just keep the, the train rolling all night but there yeah you got to be more efficient having a having a very detailed schedule is is, is huge 
you schedule with recruiting, you know, you got to be on the same page with your wife, or your girlfriend about every single practice, every single doctor's appointment. So if you can get really dialed in with a specific schedule, I think that really helps. But it's a trip though, right? I mean, this little human being sitting on your lap while you're sitting here texting and you look over it and you're like, oh my God, this is real, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> it. It's the most, it, it, and this is going to sound weird, but like, you, I, I say this because I'm five weeks into it. You don't know until you know. Right. Okay. And then you just... Like the love that you have, you never thought it was possible until like the amount that you have for that son, daughter, until it happens. It's like, it's what Coulter has for me, Very but true. multiplied right. just a Very little true. bit. Yeah. Yeah. We can yeah. tell, we can see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, guys, uh, it's it's awesome to have you here, especially on the front end of the season. And, uh, you know, you're going to on-ramp into this thing nice and gently with Stanford at home. Uh, so, uh, you know, no problem there. But uh, as you have come around the corner of this season, Zach, I want to start with you because you uh, are in your first year here as an assistant. You're a lifer in the basketball world. Your dad played uh, at NAU, right? He was play yep, played at NAU in, in the 80s. And then uh, you played a couple different places but finished at Whitworth. Yep. And so, uh, you know, you've been uh, uh, into this for a while. When did you decide, hey, you know, I think coaching, though, might be the way to go. I mean, that's just something I might like to get into. And then what was your path to actually land at the University of Montana? You know, I kind of knew I wanted to coach when, when I was in high school. Um, and then, you know, I started working on my business degree at Whitworth, and Whitworth is a great school. Uh, and I just found myself every single day as you get farther on into your college playing career trying to figure out, okay, when this is done, when you know you're not going to play professionally, when this is done, what do I see myself doing? I couldn't see myself doing anything else other than, you know, being part of a team and coaching. And so that's kind of uh, how I knew. And I got really, really lucky that I played for a guy, uh, Matt Logie, that, uh, you know, was really encouraging and helped me get into coaching. So he gave me a spot on his staff right away and uh, was really good person to learn from. He's one of the more successful coaches, uh, especially at that level. Um, and so he, he helped me get into it right away. And then I kind of knew, I kind of knew I wanted to, you know, get on staff here at Montana from when I started coaching. I met Travis through uh, Matt Logie, who I played for at Whitworth. Um, they have a connection through Mercer Island in Seattle. Right. Um, and so actually the first game I ever coached as a college basketball coach was in the exhibition here versus Montana yeah. as, an, as an assistant at Whitworth. Um, and so, Whitworth and Montana played a number of exhibition yeah. games against one another. Yeah, yeah. I think like yeah. four. It, yeah. uh, it was like four or five years right. in a row or something like that. And so that's kind of how I got to new, know Travis and – um, I got really lucky. I've known a lot of when, a lot of times when you get a new staff, um, you know, you know the head coach, and mostly everybody else is a stranger. And when I got here, I'd known Travis for a little bit, but I'd known Cobb. We're both from the Bay Area, so we had a lot of connections through there. And then I knew Jay, uh, even though he's from Northern California too. We we got to know each other when we were coaching at lower levels. Uh, when we were both Division two coaches, we would run, in, run into each other a lot on the road recruiting. And so when I got here, it was awesome to have a different relationship with every single person on staff. And so I think that made the transition really smooth. And then, you know, this is always, you know, I was in I was in the Big Sky last year being an assistant at Portland State, but Montana has always been a program that I've had circled that I wanted to work for, you know, just the history and the tradition here. Uh, you know, my dad played in the Big Sky. Um, I, you know, I tell people this. The, the hardest things to recruit against and play against, I always think, are tradition. And Montana's got ridiculous amount of tradition, and so it makes it a lot of fun to be just here every single day, and especially with the amount of people in our community that care about it. What was last year like coaching at Portland State? Portland State was pretty good last year. Holland Woods, we great were, players. Yeah, so. we were. Uh, I think we finished tied for fourth. Yep. Um, and, you know, it was great. It was my first Division One job. And so it was, you know, I got a tremendous amount of experience uh, just finally being on Division One staff. And, um, and a new barn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they got the new gym there. The new the new gym there is pretty sweet. Um, but it was great to just finally be a part of Division One staff, and I think it's helped me 
you know, just transitioning here at Montana because I was in the league. Um, you know, I think whenever you get a new job, you got to figure out exactly what works in your league and what type of players fit. And uh, I didn't, I didn't have to figure that out when I got here because I kind of already knew. And so, you know, I, I, you know, we got these guys twice last year when I was at PSU, um, and it was nice to come in. I hang that over their head a little bit, but I tell them all the time I would have much rather, I would have much rather have just won the Big Sky regular season and won the conference championship and played in the NCAA tournament. It's been fun watching Whitworth the last couple of years because yeah. they they execute so well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was teasing Cobb a couple of years ago saying, man, you guys could get your team to execute offensively like this. You guys yeah. are going to score 90 points a game because they're just so crisp. What sort of stuff do you hope to bring from that element? I mean, how that influence just the way you think about basketball? Yeah, I think, you know, Matt Logie, who I played and worked for there, is one of, I think, the better offensive minds uh, at any at any level. Uh, you know, he's one of the most successful D3 uh, head coaches of all time. Uh, he's now coaching Division II school in San Diego. And so I think he helped me originally just kind of help me think about how I, how I view offense, spacing, execution, all that type of stuff, uh, details. Um, I learned how to scout from him. He's really, de- re- really detailed in scouting reports. And so it was, a, it was an incredible place to kind of get my start in coaching because – uh, you kind of get to do everything. When you coach at lower levels, you get to you get to be a real assistant on the floor. Sometimes when you start coaching at Division One level, your your opportunities to coach are so minimum. But uh, since I started coaching at Division Three level, you get to be on the floor recruiting. You get to do player development. You get to do scouts. You get to recruit. Um, and I think it helps you develop, you know, significantly faster. So uh, I was really lucky that that's where I got my start. And I know Cobb and you know Jay, who got their start at lower levels too, I think would would echo that sentiment. Well, Whitworth, uh, a great school, a great program. Right. Uh, second, I would say in the W uh, NWC to, to obviously the mighty Pacific Lutheran University. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go Lutes. That's always a fun so I'm going to say. I got you there. <laughs> We got three two tells that are loots. One that's a Whitworth pirate, so we right. you know lord it over each other. There. <laughs> Whitworth was the worst game to take. I hated playing that. game. Well, because they, I mean, it, they just know what they're doing, man. They you know, know what they're doing. They're right. well coached. Change they offense every single year. They're talented. I mean, yeah. you'd walk out there. I mean, like Kyle Roach, and I know no one on you know that's listening to this knows who he is, but like Kyle Roach is a legit big sky guard. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like sometimes you look at it, and when those guys play their fourth year, third, fourth years, and juniors and seniors at that level, it's better than having a really talented freshman or sophomore at this level in some ways. Uh, they had the, uh, Lester or something like that? Jordan was, Lester, yeah. I mean, he was a D1 oh, caliber guy, year. too. When he was here, he was hanging right along with Ahmad Rory and Michael Hogan. I mean, he wasn't scared at all. They no, had they've always had talent. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Talk to us about uh, when the the opening came open and what kind of led you guys to Zach. Because like you say, you guys kind of all had connections. So what did, I'm sure you talked about it with Coach DeCure and, and Jay Flores. So what did you just like about Zach to add him to the staff? 
I think you you hear in his answers how intelligent he is. First off, uh, I think he's a great competitor. Um, I went to Bishop Dowd and he went to Dale Salle in in the Bay Area. Yeah. And, um, I would like to think that both those schools in the Bay Area, in Northern California, and even uh, in California, maybe throughout the country, two of the better high school basketball programs. So I had a, a healthy uh, respect level for Zach coming into it. I actually coached one of his best friends at, at Chico State before I came here. Um, and so you you always hear certain things about guys. Uh, he'd been around us a lot. He'd worked, he'd been here for camps in, in the past. Uh, and I think naturally there's always, uh, you want to, you want teammates, you want people around you that you know uh, what you're getting as a competitor and as a teammate every day. And I think we all felt really, really comfortable when that position opened that it was a no-brainer and that was the one person we really wanted to get. We weren't sure if we could get him to come over, um, but I'm really glad we did. And I think our staff is as strong as it's ever been. Chris, let's talk about the the team this year transitioning out of last year because I thought, uh, you know, it's you always are going to have some turnover and guys graduate and all this, but for this University of Montana program, that was, a, that was a significant class that just graduated last year. And, you know, you have obviously a couple of guys, Saeed Pridget centrally, who, who uh, you know, is, is a known commodity, if I can say it like that. But as we've been watching a little bit of practice and watching some of the scrimmages and stuff, there's uh, a lot, it's going to look different, but there's a lot of good players on this team. Where are you at with transitioning out of that group and into what this year is going to be from a, from a, a personnel standpoint. Some of it, I don't know the answer to that yeah. question yet. Right. Tell like, me what your record's going to be yeah, yeah. and where you're going to go. I think, uh, I think the exciting thing is we did this. We went through this transition three years ago, four years ago. Right. Um, and when you're one of the older teams, naturally you're probably going to end up being one of the younger teams at some point. Um, I think it's really nice to still have a couple older guys in Saeed and Kendall that have been around that were with us last year. Jared Samuelson's back in the fold, which is something that I don't think gets talked about enough. Uh, who is someone that understands what this place is, what is expected, um, and understands the system. So I think we have some older guys to fall back on. But then there's a lot of things up for grabs and and uh, and a lot of people competing for minutes. And I think we're excited about the competition. I think we're excited about the talent that the young guys have. Um, and, and we're overall excited because I think when you go through what we went through the last couple of years, we have an older group. Sometimes they don't, their attention span uh, and, and learning doesn't come as quickly as you want it. I think we have their attention. I think we're playing as hard as we've played in a few years in practice and things are competitive. So there'll be some, you know, there'll be some road bumps and some learning uh, curves, but overall I think been pretty good so far. You guys are definitely one of our favorite teams to analyze because you guys do it right, and there's no real questions of, you know, is this is this a bad coaching move? You guys are coaching these kids up right. So much of what we analyze about your guys' team is just the, the chemistry dynamics, the the intangible dynamics. And I think what you just said is so interesting. You know, when you have a veteran team, it comes with guys that have so much experience and they can get so much done, but also maybe they're not this guy that's going to be hungry and blossom and, and you know, grow before your eyes. And the, the amount better you guys could have gotten last year was – so incremental compared to maybe this year compared when you have you know, multiple freshmen that might play and, and new guys in the program and stuff like that. So what do you think of just that element of it? The fact that, you know, this team's not going to have as high expectations, although the expectations at Montana are always going to be high. Does that excite you as a coach? Yeah, I think showing up every day, like, you know, we get excited 
not, you know, no offense to Saeed, it's not exciting to go in there. We know Saeed's going to be really good every day in practice. Right. We know when we go into a, a scrimmage game or a game, Saeed's going to be good. I think the things we get excited about is when you can take a, a young guy, like Eddie Egan, for example, mm-hmm. um, is a guy that we took out of high school that redshirted last year that you see significant growth like week to week. And to me as a coach, those are the things that I think get you the most excited is when you start seeing a guy that put a lot of work in, a lot of sweat into a red shirt year that comes out, you know, the next year and you're like, wow, like he's improved as a competitor. He's improved as a, as a practice player. And you start seeing certain things in his game improve. There's going to be things on game night that we don't like, right? We, we, Ahmad and Mike and Bobby and those guys, we wish that they were around, but, um, We'll get those guys to that point eventually, uh, but I think there's a lot of exciting things going on with some of these young guys. Chris Cobb and Zach Payne joining us, two coaches uh, here at the University of Montana men's basketball team. And uh, Chris, is there a level at which, I mean, I don't want you to sit here and reveal anything you're not supposed to, but you're going, this team is has potential to be really good like I, I there, there's 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 a spot at which i'm going when when we've seen some of the talent and seen some of the, like the eyebrow raise kind of stuff that's going on of people that a lot of, of some of the kids that a lot of people here don't know because they haven't seen yet and you go oh oh wow you know montana might be better than okay when you look at what's there do you feel like a little bit of that optimism that way I go home at night, and I think we're all different. I think it changes every day. Yeah. Uh, I think there's days where you go home and you're and you sleep really good, and there's yeah. days where you go home and you don't sleep very good. Uh, but I think that I'm not asking about your kid. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think that we we like the group, you know, and I yeah. think uh, there's days like where you look at like us last year. Right. And we were very old. And we had a very mature and, and experienced group. And then you have northern Colorado right, last year that was not very experienced um, and still almost had similar results. And I think so much of it is going to be, as the year goes on, we just have to keep progressing and keep getting better. And I think, I reflect back now, I've been doing this long enough to know that we're not, we're going to be at a point where last year we could have, there's certain things earlier on in the year that we expected to have, right? Like we had an older group. So when you don't play well in November or December, you sit there and, and there's a little bit more frustration and a little bit more sense of urgency. Whereas this year we're going to have nights or we're going to have practices or days where the expectation level is not there. Like we just didn't meet it that day, but how do you respond and how do you get better? And I think the, the natural thing is we have their attention a little bit more than probably we did last year. We knew we were going to turn it on at certain points last year when we needed to, um, as long as we were healthy and, and everyone stepped foot on the court. So, uh, you get a little bit to answer your question, you get a little bit each night. There's nights where you go to bed and you're like, wow, we're going to have a chance. And there's going to be nights where you're like, we got to do a good job and we got to do a little bit better job as coaches and putting these guys in position. I remember last July, we were just doing fun summer segments, and Ryan said, let's do an over-under. I said, okay. He said, one of the things he led with, he said, over-under 30 wins for the Montana men's basketball team. And I said, man, that is a crazy number to throw out there. Like, they have the talent maybe, but, like, there's so many things that can go through the ebbs and flows of a season. What I'm getting at is that just the expectations last year were, were sky high. I mean, winning 26 games and tying the school record for wins in a season was almost like the baseline. How can you be better than that? I mean, it was amazing to watch, but you guys endured all of that too. So just going through that with that group of guys, what was that like? Well, I, I tell my wife this when I go home because she takes the breath. She, she's a soldier, right? Like all of our wives, are, <laughs> wives and girlfriends are soldiers. They've got uh, a hard job. Yeah. And uh, I think la- what's really hard is like you looked at last year, 
And I knew we were going to be good. Like the the bare bones minimum was going to be good as long as we didn't have so much injury right. that it flipped that. Um, and so I think this is exciting because you don't know in some ways, right? Like, and so you show up and your 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 axe a little bit sharper and you're a little bit more on it um, day to day. Uh, and so it, it's just different, you know. Like last year, you look at it and you say, okay. As a, I think we show up every day and we say, all right. We just need to be better today, like than we were yesterday. Whereas someone might look at it and say, "Well, hey, twenty wins or twenty-four wins, whatever it is, is the expectation level um, this year? Who knows?" And I think that's that part is a little bit exciting. You know, guess the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt, it's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Joining the program, Zach, that has those sort of expectations. I mean, I know you were with Coach Period. You guys are building this thing at Portland State, and that, right. that's a rising program, no doubt. And you sure. can get good talent in Portland, but, I mean, Montana, you go to practice, you look up at the rafters. I mean, right. there's 50 banners up there when you count the Lady Grizz banners. And so, I mean, just being in a place where the Big Sky Conference Championship is the expectation, what's that like joining a place like this? It's it's fun, and I think that's what you want as coaches. I think anywhere you coach, and it doesn't even, it doesn't matter what level that you coach at, you want to coach somewhere where there's expectations. It's not it's a lot more fun when the people around you care, um, and it's a lot more fun when there's a little pressure that goes that goes into it, and it's a lot more fun when there's a lot of people in the stands. Um, so even though I know there's a lot of expectations uh, just for Montana basketball in general, uh, I think this the group that we have can can live up to the expectations that the people have here. It's going to be a roller coaster. Um, you know, there's going to be some nights where we're great. There's going to be some nights that are frustrating. That's just part of the deal with coaching young fellows. I think our patience, uh, not even in games, but in practice, will get tested a lot. But, you know, I believe in the talent that we have. I believe in our young guys um, and our older, more experienced guys, too. I think we have a really good mix of older experienced guys like Saeed and Kendall and Jared, who's back in our program, and then just young, hungry, talented guys. Um, and, you know, we're coming in every day, just like Cobb said, it's our job to, if we can just get a little bit better every single day, th- that, that'll that help us. Um, but, you know, I think I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there. Zach, I'm not asking you better or worse here, but just compare and contrast, because you were at Portland State, a, right. you know, a, another Big Sky program. Now you're at the University of Montana. Uh, uh, Coach Peary, Coach DeCure, Different, yeah, uh, yeah totally a little different. different. And yeah. so, what what have you noticed that you're like, okay, this is what we were, this is what was going on over here, and this is what's going on over here, and this is sort of unique. This is an, an adjustment or a change that you see. Yeah, for sure. Well, just from a basketball standpoint, I don't think I could be coming from two different styles of basketball. Right. If anyone ever watched Portland State play, it's you know press for forty minutes and run and jump, and you're just trying to create as much chaos uh, as possible. And that's not how we play at Montana. We're much more controlled. Um, you know, we're much more set oriented. I think Travis has a really, really good offensive mind. And so, just even practice uh, every single day is different. 
Um, you know, at Portland State, you're you're just trying to you know create chaos in practice and practice and practice playing that type of chaos. And it's a little more detailed uh, here at Montana. I think the type of guys that you're going to recruit are different. Um, there's a very specific player that fits into the way that Portland State played, and I actually think there's a very specific uh, player that fits in the way that we play. Like, I'll just give you an example. Like, like I think Jared Samuelson's a perfect fit for the way that we play basketball here at Montana. You know, obviously his family grew up in this system, and he was taught to play basketball the way that we're going to play basketball here. A guy like Jared necessarily doesn't fit in a system where you're going to press for 40 minutes and get up and down and ask your big guys to block a ton of shots. Um, so that's that's been a little different, just getting adjusted to the system and the players. Um, and then, you know, you move from a big city like Portland to a smaller town like Missoula. You know, for me, uh, even growing up in the Bay Area, I like I like the middle-sized towns like Missoula. I think I think it's fun. Um, but it's been, it's been honestly a complete 180 just in terms of mm. – of you know the living situation and and the basketball situation, uh, but Montana is very unique, not just compared to Portland State, compared to a lot of basketball programs on on the West Coast and just in the West in general. There is not many programs that have as much tradition as Montana has and has as many people around it that care, um, and so it's pretty awesome. You, I mean, we we bring you know we'll bring recruits in on football weekends, and you know they're they're out on the field when the football team's running through the tunnel. Uh, that's pretty special. Uh, you know, these guys hyped it up for weeks. They're like, hey, man, this is awesome. This, wait till we get on the football field with these guys. And I was like, okay, okay, we'll see, we'll see. Um, and then you get, to, you get to go through it, and it's, and it's awesome. There's not very many uh, places, and it doesn't matter what conference you're talking about, Mountain West, Pac-12, Big Sky, WCC. There's a lot of things that I think Montana can offer that a lot of other programs can't, and that makes it pretty cool. Uh, Chris, I know we're getting down, <clears throat> down to it here, but once again... Every single road game you're going to play in the non-conferences against a high major outside of Omaha, who's, by the way, pretty good. Yep. Now, this is pretty much standard. Now, as I raising initially, and now it's like, oh, yeah, this is what they're going to do. But with this group, younger group, where, what do you hope to get out of the non-conference so that you can hit the ground running in conference play, which is what it's all about? I think know what we have. I think, you know, have a little bit better understanding of what works, what doesn't work. And and I think even like last year, it gets understated because we had an older group. There, a lot of the non-conference, you're still trying to figure out what we have, right? Like we evolved a ton last year. Like we changed how we defended, you know, a lot last year. We changed almost our entire offense halfway through the year. Um, so I think anytime as you go through non-conference, you're learning about yourselves, you're learning about your group. Um, this year we're gonna have a few more individual guys that are adjusting to college basketball. You're going to have other guys that are adjusting to their different role that they're going to be asked to, to play. Um, Stanford will be tough. Like I, you know, I start looking at that game, you know, and I think the one thing that gets understated that people don't think about enough is like they went on a, a foreign trip right? We went on a Ford mm-hmm. trip two years ago. I know exactly how important that is to like the growth and the development of a team. And so like, as I start looking um, and you start hearing things about Stanford, they're a lot further along than most teams are because of the 10 practices you get. And they played five games against high level European talent. So uh, it's going to be tough. It's a tough non-conference schedule. You do that for a reason. But I think as you start getting into the middle of December, late December, early January, you want to know, I know what I'm going to get out of this guy or that guy. I know that this scheme is what's best for this group and what we can execute. And I think we've always tried to use the non-conference to, to figure out what's going to work and where, what are we best at moving into the big, big sky conference. When people listen to this, we're sitting here about six days out, but when people listen to this, you guys are going to be getting ready to take on Stanford. This will probably be playing about an hour before tip, maybe an hour and a half before tip. 
So what's going to constitute success in Palo Alto? What do you guys want to get out of the opener here against the Cardinal? I think a little bit closer to what I was saying. You know, I think lights come on, right? Like guys can can show up in, in Dahlberg at practice and in a scrimmage and all those things and play well. When lights come on, it's 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 a lot different. And you saw that even a little bit last week when we scrimmaged, uh, closed-door scrimmage against Utah Valley. Like, there are guys that hadn't practiced that well that when the lights came on, you're like, okay, like he's a, he's a guy. Or there's, you know, the adjusting the other way. So I think just a little bit better understanding of who we are. I think you always want to see the guys just compete hard. Like, I think we're, you know, I always say, like, show up emotionally ready to compete, I think is like, uh, you know, as a coach, as a player, we step foot on the court, um, just play hard and, and, and let's get a little bit better than we were and, and understanding of who we're going to be this year and what guys are going to give us. Well, it's the absolute best time of year, man. Football rolling through it and basketball finally started uh, for real. Grizzlies at Stanford, if you're listening on Wednesday during two tail Nuanas, in about 15 or 20 minutes from right now, uh, we'll be tipping off. So I'm going to go home and watch that game and then uh, and then all the way through the, the, the non-conference schedule. I mean, it's unbelievable. Washington, Oregon, Arkansas, Stanford, they're all... Uh, all on the list. It's going to be a great season. Guys, once again, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it very much. Zach, welcome to town. Thanks, welcome to the it. team. Appreciate okay. It. Good luck with the public transportation. It's free, which is nice, <laughs> though not as prolific as Portland. I okay. Uh, but, uh, guys, great to have you in here. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. There you go. Chris Cobb, Zach Payne of the University of Montana men's basketball coaching staff. It is our Paradise Falls ESPN Roundtable. The Roundtable available here at 5.15 every week. Tomorrow, again, we will re-air it at noon on ESPN Radio in Western Montana. And it will be part of the Big Big Sky Breakdown podcast series at SkylineSportsMT.com. So you can go listen to that and all the rest that we've done. So it's been a really fun series to do with a, a great myriad of guests. So we certainly appreciate Coach Cobb and Coach Payne coming down. It is presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls is one of the great places to go sit, eat, drink on the south side of Missoula, 3621 Brooks Street, near the intersection of Brooks and Reserve. Tonight, the Montana men's basketball team tips off in just over two hours from now. It's not available on normal everyday television, but they will have it there for you tonight. So you want to go watch the bas- basketball game, you go down to Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls, you enjoy a great late happy hour starting at 9 o'clock. Half price appetizers, $3 draft beers. That's like a perfect way Excuse me, to get halftime going for you. You get to halftime of the basketball game tonight, all of a sudden, look at you, you're saving money left and right. Great family atmosphere as well. During the day, you want to come down for a nice dinner. Great space to sit around, enjoy a meal. A brand new menu, updated 18 rotating beer tap handles. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure 
and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Episode 7 of FCS Speculators, a betting podcast coming out, uh, I believe, this evening, maybe tomorrow morning sometime, but it's going to be out uh, here very, very soon. We'll go through all of the games from around the Big Sky Conference and some around the FCS nationally up till definitely this evening. It will be out today, so you can check that out and, uh, you know, get yourself some information on uh, the sporting side of things for uh, the FCS level and even a little bit of the FBS. I mean, it is, after all, LSU Alabama. We are going to talk about that in there as well a little bit. Uh, So uh, go ahead and listen to that. Again, on Instagram and on Twitter, at 1029ESPN. Follow there. Why? Why am I telling you this all the time? Because we're giving away tickets to the battle for the Little Brown Stein. Idaho, Montana, Saturday. We got tickets for you. All you got to do is answer this very easy question. What would you put in the Little Brown Stein? Okay, you got a picture of it there on the uh, Instagram, on the Twitter feed. Go give it a listen or go get a follow, look at it, and then reply to it. Tell us what you would put in there. We will pick a winner uh, for that this week, and you could be going to the uh, Grizzly-Idaho game on Saturday, a rivalry game, huge games. They're all big now. Idaho rivalry game Saturday. Weber State, huge number three team in the nation right now, undefeated in Big Sky Conference play. The only undefeated team in conference play left in the Big Sky. And uh, and then uh, the, uh, obviously, Montana State-Montana game. So And then for the Cats, they got Northern Colorado this weekend. <laughs> okay, go win the football game. And then at UC Davis, uh, which is, you know, a step up, and then obviously the brawl. So it is, uh, it's on. The month of November, nothing like it uh, across uh, Big Sky Conference play. Speaking of of those football games, especially this week, uh, tomorrow on the show, Jeff Cotton, outstanding wide receiver. He is uh, 18th in the nation in receiving yards from the University of Idaho. He's also fourth in the nation in terms of receptions per game. Outstanding. They have a very good wide receiving core uh, at the uh, on the Idaho football team. So he will join us. Also, Jacob Nip and Ernest Collins, the head coach. Excuse me, the quarterback. Initially, that's Nib, and then Ernest Collins, the head coach of uh, the Northern Colorado Bears. So uh, they're going to be on the show uh, with us as well, e- either tomorrow or Friday. So we we'll look forward to having all those folks on. As we try and do around here is get you ready for, uh, well, Big Sky Conference football each and every week, especially Montana and Montana State. Uh, Chris Beard, he is the head coach of Texas Tech. He is uh, a bit of a character. If you don't know much about Chris Beard, he was a relative unknown until he went to Texas Tech and then... Well, they went to the national championship last year, if you remember correctly. He had a couple of thoughts about what it's like and how his life has changed now that he uh, has played in or has coached a team that played in a national championship game. Uh, you might be interested in this. Let's give it a listen. The one thing that's been really pleasing is, you know, I'm a breakfast burrito guy in the mornings. And where I like to go, they you have to ask for the salsa. They charge you for it, which is a little bit ridiculous. The first year, you know, when we weren't an NCAA tournament team, I would forget to order the salsa, and I'd have to wait back in line. The lady would charge me 30 cents. I think it's 33 with tax. Some mornings I wouldn't have cash, which is a common thing, so i got to pull my credit card out again. You know, you make the Elite Eight, and now I don't necessarily have to wait in line. You know, she kind of calls me up, but I still have to pay for it. You know, we played for the national championship, and now I'm, I'm pleased to say I, I get free salsa. 
Now, if we would have beat Virginia, maybe I could have gotten a free burrito. Yeah, maybe so. Pleased to say I get free salsa. He also mentioned uh, at one point about going to the tournament and getting soap that had bumps on it. Like that was the big step up was the, uh, I don't know, the very nice uh, designer soaps that were available in the hotel rooms. Uh, he is he is quite a character, and Texas Tech is pretty lucky to have landed him because he's doing an excellent job. By the way, 85-60 win over Eastern Illinois last night. That's how Texas Tech opened their season. The one thing I worry about, he's telling people you're getting free salsa. I mean, that feels like an NCAA violation right there. They're going to come after you, probably going to rip wins from you for the 33 cents of free uh, tomato and onion paste that you're coming away with with the breakfast burrito. I do agree with him. Breakfast burritos are tough to beat. I mean, if you're looking for a breakfast option, breakfast sandwich is very high on the list. Breakfast burritos, though, when done well, pretty pretty tough to be really a burrito at any point i should talk to Coulter about this i wonder how many burritos a week he's at i am in the hmm, five for sure five burritos a week be it breakfast lunch dinner however you do it and i could go as many as eight or nine now realizing when i'm making burritos in the home i'm not eating just one you know two occasionally a third so it's not like i'm eating nine meals of burritos Nine burritos are represents like two meals, right? Two meals? Five at the one, four at the other? I don't know. Anyhow, you wrap it in a tortilla, I'm going to be pretty happy, just in case you're wondering, in case we find ourselves in company, you're wondering what to give me. Appreciate that. Boys and girls, enjoy basketball tonight. Again, Grizzlies and uh, Stanford tipping off in just over two hours from now. If you, it's not on Pac-12 television, but Pac-12 has rights to it, so you can watch it online. If you have the Pac-12 network, you put in your information, they'll give it to you, or you can go out anywhere you'd like and enjoy you know, the basketball game. Looking forward to watching this game, the first of the season for the Grizzlies. Who's going to play? What are the minutes break down? And how competitive are they going to be? Can't wait to find out. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy your evening. We'll see you tomorrow. It's 2 Tell on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.